couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Tell your friends to come over another night. Come on, do you want to play with little kids or do you want to party with us big kids? Can't the party be Saturday? Drew's already having a party Saturday. Don't be such a drag. Paul, tell her. Come on, it'll be fun. Okay, I, I guess. All right. Um, maybe my friends come too. Are you kidding? There are only ers at the party. Hey, Paul, get my brother's ID. Pick up some brewskis and stuff. Come on, it'll be fun. It's gonna be awesome, I tell you. We're gonna invite the whole world. We'll invite Faith and uh, John, all the party animal. I tell you, wild time. to have some wild times i tell you wild times on narbos and broomheads your favorite degrassi podcast but like you can't invite your friends to the party (laughs) just kidding please do invite your friends force us on your friends and also give us a like give us a subscribe follow us on instagram at narbos and broomheads podcast uh, I'm Arlo. I am your hostess with the mostest this week, and you can catch me on Instagram at a r l o e s c o t t. And I am joined by some party animals. Who do I have out there joining the party? Hey, man! You guys got some brewskis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, it's Courtney. I am so pumped for this episode. So much clutch. Cannot wait. Um, find me on Instagram at Courtney.1293. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say right now. And I can't stop laughing at James's <laughs> Skype background, so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Arnold's more naked than he was in your first photo. I'm just progressively getting more and more naked, I guess. Um, hey. You can get a nice shot of him from Terminator with his ass out, so... You, you can if you want. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to get a picture uh, uh, without his consent. I don't know if uh, in this uh, world's climate, if that would be the most appropriate thing to put on a uh, Skype background. Unless you have, of course, consent. So we, so we have a special guest on the show, everybody. <laughs> 
Amazing times. Is this times. the part where, where I do my social media? Is this the order? I forget. Yeah, your turn. Uh, uh, loose Ropes. It's my wrestling show that I do every now and again. So you can... Uh, it's funny when you find a new technology, how to mess with it. So I just found a way to put random background pictures on my Skype. And it's uh, Arnold holding a knife from Commando when he's fighting... Uh, um, Bennett, who is basically Freddie Mercury in Chainmail for most of the movie, but uh, yeah, this is a part where he's like, "Come on, Bennett, stick a knife in me, feel it as you turn it. Come on, Bennett, let's party." So yeah, I, it's my favorite movie. Uh, I'm sl- I've slipped with five eyes or slip, and there's only one. Uh, there's only one. Why do you have so many? Why do you have so many eyes in your name? <laughs> Did you accidentally press the keyboard, the eyes, five times? Is this an accident? Sometimes it happens when the different sorts of keyboards from CPUs. Uh, depends if it has a neural net processor or not. Um, Cyberdyne Systems had an update. Uh, there's only, the, me, there's only the one impression computer. that I can do. So, Arnold. Well, Arnold. I'm sad too, Arnold. I don't want my kids to die before me, Arnold. They didn't die because you were mad at them. So that's all I have. That's Wheels' grandma if you didn't listen to last week's show. Or two weeks ago. Or whenever. I I just watched those episodes just to be caught up again. And um, they suck. Like, not not in, like, they're they're great episodes. But they're bummers, both of them. Uh, are you as infuriated and, and triggered by Wheels' as grandma as Courtney is? Uh, oh, I don't know. I was more triggered oh. by how Wheels fights. Um, yes, <laughs> terrible. That was uh, bad. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. How? I don't know. Because would that be his like foster grandma, or is that Mike Nelson's mom? His foster grandma. It was uh, yeah. his mom. His his uh, foster mom's mother. Yeah, so, yeah, it just, I don't know. I Yeah, it was just a sad episode overall. And it's just like, Shit. this is the real decline of wheels. Like, I thought when he first yep. got glasses, that was it. This is, like, the, <laughs> the crutch of it. Like, this is the, the, this is the, the car is now going downhill. So <laughs> Poor wheels. Yeah. He's Poor driving wheels. and driving it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, trying to get some chips. <laughs> Come on, Wheels. Well, take me to get buy some chips. It's not my fault, Lucy. Wanted Lucy's me to get fault. chips. <laughs> yeah. And well, this week is, right, a, is a little lighter, at least. Uh, a right. little. Bit. I yeah. mean, a little bit. It, it, it's it's not it's not you know one of those ridiculous episodes or anything like that. But it it, oh. it does it lightens it up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I bit, believe bit. we delve into ridiculous next week. <laughs> Oh, don't. Let's wait, please. We have, we, we have to wait. Okay, so this week is Season 3, Episode 3. It's titled Big Girl Now. It originally aired November 14th, 1988. Um, this one was directed by Kit Hood, and it is written by Luella the Janitor. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, Luella. That is Susan Nilsson, My Hero, My Love. And uh, as we all know, we got some heavy clutch action this week. Yes. Oh, everyone knows that Courtney is going to be happy. And the realization that Grade 11 sucked. Because (laughs) all these dudes suck. I mean, I love clutch, but, like, just in terms of what they do. 
Yeah, we'll get Jono the party animal there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> and and yeah, totally cool. And then <laughs> I feel I like as much as uh, you love Susan Nielsen, Arlo, it's like she never threw a party in her life. <laughs> and, and and she never had friends. Like it's like, how would people talk about their friends? Oh, we'll get Johnny the party animal and Boozy Bob out to the <laughs> out to the shindig. Like so unrealistic. I'm gonna blame this one on Clutch. I feel like that those were improvised lines. That's 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 my defense for for Luella here. Um. Bertram is clearly in rehab at this point because if they needed planning for a party, they would go to him. Like, it'd be 100%. What? No cocaine? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of party is this? Okay, so I I have a slight disclaimer for this one. I tried, and I couldn't find the American PBS edit of this one, and I couldn't find this particular DVD either, so I've been pretty pissed about it all week so i may be missing some did you fight with your husband about it i did not fight with my husband okay you know where you (laughs) i I internalized my rage this time you know where you might be able to find season three is uh it's hard to find as a whole but um if you go to like say a random dollarama they'll have the bargain bin and they'll have like season three disc two or or something like that I'm just annoyed. Um, like I own all the DVDs, and when I moved, um, some of them were like in a binder, and some of them were in their cases. And I can't find the binder from when we moved, oh, and no. so that this particular key episode, I'm, I don't have on DVD, and I wasn't able to find the PBS edit. I, so if I'm missing anything, please do correct me. I was able to find a synopsis um, online for the PBS edit, so I have an idea of what happens in these missing scenes. But if anybody else did see the other edit, please do pipe up and correct me. I just figured you have the DVD, but you moved to Regina and they don't have the technology yet. Exactly. So right. yeah, if you had I'm it on Betamer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause Regina's behind everyone. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think Winnipeg's behind Regina. Like it seems that way. <laughs> Not in COVID cases. Oh. Yeah. No. Well, I think we just got five today. So yeah, we had a resurgence here. As yeah, well. we had five from a Hutterite colony. That's what's happening here too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And we just heard today that someone who went to Costco in Regina was infected with COVID. So awesome! So many people exposed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but they probably still got their mammoth muffins. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's get into this one. Um, according to my sources, um, in the PBS edits, we get a little bit more on the front end of this, um, sort of pre-scene. Um, apparently Lucy is doodling and she's doodling Lucy Loves Paul. Yes. In Mr. Garcia's class. Can we um, agree that Paul is ugly? Is that, is that uh, the consensus? Yeah. Well, I will okay. go, I will go to the Wikipedia page for this one or the Degrassi wiki, um, and user giant stuffed dog says, Paul had a big forehead. <laughs> yeah, he—he's—he's—he's he's, he's just not a the dreamboat like Clutch would. I, I would don't say. Know, but I think I, Paul's kind of cute. Like yeah. he's not—he's not ugly. Like he—he he has nice features. 
He just like he. Like, I think it was said in a previous episode. Like he, he's just kind of a little looking a little bel biv devoe. But like he, he's <laughs> yes. you know he's not. He looks a little. Ner- he looks a little nerdy maybe. Like he doesn't look particularly cool. But like yeah. I, I, he has nice features and everything. And actually, um, the guy that plays Paul, Michael Blake, um, he is actually a really big deal in the Canadian theater world. Um, he graduated from the National Theater School in Montreal, which if you're like a theater kid, that's a big fucking deal. Um, he's played in the Stratford Festival many, many times. Like even just recently in 2020, he played Othello at the Stratford Festival. So like he's like a prestigious yeah, Canadian but, actor in the theater world. My, my, so he, my favorite part of his work <laughs> resume is when he was the DJ for Fresh Prince. Uh, <laughs> also known as Jazzy Jeff. Right. <laughs> he also looks like a poor man's Jazzy Jeff. Let's be honest with those glasses. Anyways, he, he does. He a does. Bit. It's true. It's yeah. it's true. He he looks a little nerdy. Let's let's face it. Like Clutch looks pretty cool. He looks like kind of the nerdy friend next to him. Um, yeah. But anyway, Lucy's doodling. Lucy loves Paul. Um, and then uh, class is dismissed. And LD approaches Lucy, reminds her that she has a soccer game the next day, and Lucy says that she will not forget. LD also tries to invite Spike, but Spike says she can't because she has to pick up the baby. She has a fucking baby, and Lucy's <laughs> yeah. all, all Lucy's like, "Oh, do you ever get time to yourself?" <laughs> She's got a fucking kid. I I have a question. Did did in terms of amateur sports, like I played baseball, I never invited my friends. Hey, come watch me play baseball. Like, no, no, seriously, you got to come on. Like, but is this for the Degrassi team? So it's like kind of semi I believe it's it's for the Degrassi team. Okay, so it's kind of a big deal, I guess. I just found it. I just found it weird that LD was like, come to my soccer game. So I I, I don't know. But I mean, if I begged my friends to come watch me play sea level baseball on a Thursday, like they'd be pretty pissed off. I just hey, don't... come watch me strike out three or four times. On the fourth time, I will get hit by a pitch because I hold the record in Winnipeg for that. So, <laughs> the, um, also, this Degrassi we... has like a soccer team and a swim team. I guess at one yeah. point we established there is basketball, but it's like usually what is it? Basketball, volleyball, like those are the more traditional high school sports. Generally, yeah, and generally soccer. I mean, I think we've kind of established by now that like the only thing LD has in her life is like sports and sexism from her family so yeah. Yeah. sports are pretty important <laughs> for her, I guess. <laughs> yes, just misery sports and misery um Shit. so uh we learned that uh spike's baby is sick a lot so gross and uh <laughs> later in, in the, sorry um later in the hall uh lucy is wondering to ld what it's like to have sex LD reminds her that she's only 14. And Lucy says, 14 isn't so young, you know. I'm a big girl now. Oh, no one would say that. Yeah, that's so barf. First of all, I fucking puked. And secondly, (laughs) no one that's 14 would use that line. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it reminded me of those uh, pull ups commercials back in the big kid early Yeah. Anyone can hear that title and not think of that. Or, like, I guess in our it just of that, like I, we're like the television generation, just like have been saturated with all of these television commercials. Like I just I can't separate that. Lucy, who like I would say, 
portrays herself as the most mature student at Degrassi. It always seems that way. Like uh, her blatant use of the word fascist, for example, not knowing <laughs> yeah. the definition. But in this scene, it's just like, oh boy, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> if only she'd read Spike's book before yeah. uh, getting into Five it. Five seconds. <laughs> What's it like having sex? Read Spike's book. <laughs> uh, so LD is concerned and doesn't want Lucy to get hurt, but Lucy just smooths it over and says, she's just curious. And cue the happy theme music. <laughs> I'm a big girl now. I'm a big girl now. <laughs> uh, so next we see the twins sitting on the steps out front of the school. They're reading an article in a magazine. Um, and it's some kind of article about how guys try to get girls into bed with the line, if you really loved me, you'd have sex with me. Wow. And, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they think that this is so stupid and no one would ever fall for it. So foreshadowing. Yeah. And LD arrives and she reminds them of well as well of her soccer game because it's super important. <laughs> I feel this is very Alexa behavior by LD. In terms of, don't forget my game. Hey, like if they reversed the rules, if it was Alexa at a soccer game, I could totally believe it. I, I just feel like we need Alexa type behavior for this episode. LD, constantly remind everyone about your soccer game. Stop like yeah. pulling poor Alexa into like annoying behavior. No, don't worry, no. She's not in the scene. Like it's LD, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you what I hate about Alexa and, and Wheels' is grandma. <laughs> Who else? Arthur. Is he taking a shit again? Come on. You know if Alexa was in the stall, she'd also be taking a shit. And telling everyone about it. And laughing. Uh, so Clutch, Clutch's car pulls up. The uh, best. Hon- honking the horn. Let's <laughs> 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 drop off Lucy. Um, Paul gets out of the car, says goodbye to Lucy, telling her that he really likes her. <laughs> and kissing her. Just Passionate, passionately. Clutch. Oh, I hate their kisses. Clutch takes a look. He's like, he check that out. over to gawk at them. Yeah. Just mm. gawking. Um, LD is absolutely disgusted. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit of an overreaction. Like, yeah. It's not like they're going down on each other in front of the school. Like they're just <laughs> kissing. And she's like, ugh. Gross. <laughs> Uh, Erica says she wishes she could be kissed like that. She was. Both of them were the previous season by the same dude. And then yeah. she got tonsillitis. Yeah. Um, Clutch and uh, Paul drive off, and Lucy runs breathlessly up to LD and the twins, gushing about how she thinks she's in love. And then Womp Feels uh, arrives, and everyone is <laughs> <laughs> sad and weird, and they just like. Again, just gawk at him. Fuck, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Poor wheels. Yeah. I, f- I, I really did feel bad for him in this moment. Like, everyone's just like, hi, wheels. <laughs> and it's just like, ah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sad because you it, it flips so quickly from him being sad and, and to using that for the, and then blaming everyone. Like, I know it's like a season away, but. You just see it coming, and it's just, oh, just, you know, I don't know. I just, like, where are the fucking guidance counselors in this fucking school, man? <laughs> like, he should not be back at school. Probably on administrative leave based on the subs <laughs> they're bringing into the school. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the guidance counselors are not the best. I mean, 
even if you look at the episode before this one, Wheels is beating the crap out of Joey. No teachers. None. Like, <laughs> where are they? He's pounding the shit but, out of his friend in the hall. Like, right yeah. after school. Yeah. Right in front of a classroom, too. Radich is like, oh, gotta go. It's Thursday or whatever. Like, uh, I, I'm out of you here. Could, and you could say, like, oh, maybe you just don't see him attends, like attending counseling sessions or something like that. Yeah. But, like, you know, we saw him attending, like, all of his fucking tutoring sessions last year so that he could I pass know. the year. <laughs> like, I, There's I, no mention true. whatsoever of any kind of therapy, any kind of sessions with anybody. He's never yeah. like, oh, I have to go meet my counselor after school. Like, nothing. There's just nothing. There's no support whatsoever. Well, he does have the support yeah. of his grandmother. Wheels. I'm your counselor. <laughs> Wheel. Wheel. Derek. She doesn't, call him, she doesn't call him Wheels. Now I fucked up the impression already. Der- Derek, Derek, why don't you want to talk about it? Derek, who's, Derek. who's this Wheels that Joey keeps talking about? <laughs> um, right. Why has... Has Mike Nelson not been informed of this? Oh no, he he doesn't find out until Wheel sees Wheel's him later the in the road season. trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the road trip. Go ahead. And you guys were talking at the beginning about um, if the grandma was the bio, like the biological one. Then I started picturing what Mike Nelson's mom would look like, and I think she would be mullet. a beauty. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, that big curly ass hair. Um, really, yeah. Big fan of the meat draw at the Legion. (laughs) Chase the ace. Uh, Nina Nelson's on on it. Mike, Mike, do you need your your entrance of the Chase the ace? It's at 100 grand now. Dude, my my mom really likes Chase the ace. Shut the No, I'm not not insulting it. I love meat draws. That's, uh, I grew up in a Legion. I used to work the generals for Sam Steele uh, bingo. Um, used to call bingo numbers, and you've never messed with people until you've messed with their Legion bingo card. I heard that. Oh, I heard the Kinsman bet jackpot bingo in Manitoba has like never been bigger than it has been in the last like six I, months. I think someone someone won it a couple months ago. Like right, I think right when COVID hit. So <laughs> good for them. I just wanted to say, sorry, last point on Mike Nelson's fake mom. But, like, if Wheels came home and it was her, like, telling him the news, she'd be, like, sitting on the, the hood of the police car, like, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it would What's be great. What's up, big guy? so <laughs> <laughs> dead. All right. So, inside the school, Joey is singing to himself the one song that he knows. And uh, Caitlin walks by. They say hi. And Bartholomew Bond has a fucking puppet. In yeah. the fucking background, what the fuck? Is it like a kangaroo with boxing it's gloves? It's like those little, like, boxing glove punching puppets. Oh, I remember those. They were great. I do not, but I love um, it. Wheels runs into Joey, and uh, Joey tells Wheels that Caitlin is crazy about him and starts talking about how studly he is. I'm going to take her virginity. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, he does. Um, and honestly, Joey's the only person who isn't like treating wheels like a fucking leper right now. Like it's it's like it's so night and day that it's kind of refreshing that he's not. Um, yeah, just totally like being like crazy around wheels. Like poor fucking wheels. Um, yeah. We got a pretty heavy conversation between Joey and Wheels about how Wheels is handling the death of his parents. Um, wheels doesn't feel like coming to school. Like, rightly so. Me too. When he gets home, he forgets, and he expects to see his parents. 
Um, and like, it's kind of heartbreaking. And then, uh, Joey suggests that they rehearse with the band just to have fun. And Wheel says he doesn't want to play music and he doesn't want to be in a band. Yeah. He wants to quit the band. Wah, wah. So then, uh, Snake walks by and Wheel says hi, but Snake just completely <laughs> ignores him. Like, doesn't even, like, doesn't even acknowledge him. And, like, I get not knowing what to say, but just totally ignoring someone like a total asshole. Like, I just, I don't get it. I feel that Snake is past the point of being like, I don't know what to say, because it's been going on for all of this, like, the second episode, and he hasn't said one word. <laughs> it's like, and then you walk right by him. Like, he, he maintains his physical distance, like, <laughs> Wheels has COVID, and then Wheels says hi to him. It's like, hi, Snake. And Snake just doesn't say anything like it's yeah. really yeah. weird i know i didn't buy this at all and i even remember thinking this like when i used to watch it like i don't get why they had to play him that way he could obviously come across as uncomfortable and still say hi and not ignore him uh yeah. like he's angry i really do get like being uncomfortable and not knowing what to say and i can totally like i can totally understand not seeking someone out because you feel uncomfortable and you don't know what to say but like it was like flat out ignoring them when they say hello <laughs> you know, like i it's it, it it's perplexing to me that that choice was made um but uh wheels leaves um, Joey tells Snake that Wheels wants to quit the band and uh, Joey and Snake have a little tiff about Snake not makes you talk to wheels even though snake is treating wheels the worst of anyone he's also like the expert on like wouldn't you want to quit a band too if your parents died like yeah lecturing every like talking down to everybody in the grade about (laughs) their expectations of wheels as he ignores him right (laughs) i thought the same thing you can't have it both ways dude so we're now in radish's class um where we start our little b plot um, again, this is one of the American edit scenes. So, um, my understanding is that Kathleen is worried that she's going to lose the election to Nancy. Um, and then, uh, Melanie tries to help and Kathleen's kind of a bitch to Melanie for so, the first time in this episode. Yeah. Melanie says that, uh, she's going to try to give her support. Um, or sorry, no, she tries to get Melanie to give her support. Melanie says nothing. And Kathleen says that Melanie is oversensitive. Which I think you oh, can just yeah. say she's sensitive. I don't think that you can be oversensitive. But anyways. Um, and then Mr. Lawrence comes on the PA and uh, announces that Nancy has won the election. <laughs> Sorry, Kathleen. Sorry, we're just, just I'm just distracted by James's background. <laughs> Courtney, you, you must be seeing this. <laughs> That's why I muted my microphone. I'm <laughs> uh, wheels right after the car accident. Thanks, James. Well, just to remind where he's going. Because it's just... Oh my god! I'm uh, screen capping these to post on the Instagram so everybody knows why the hell we're laughing so yes, hard. Yes, please. Uh, and so, yeah, Lauren, Lawrence announces that Nancy won, and then, as the only other contender, Kathleen Mead becomes vice president. <laughs> yeah. I think that's hilarious and then Melanie tries to like cheer her up and you're like yeah it's a great it's a great uh, position to have I mean Melanie kindly kindly fluffs her ego a little bit yeah. about how yeah. she still has power and stuff um, and I feel like Kathleen feels a little bit better after Melanie 
kind of reaches out that way, which is Blow nice. some Melanie. smoke up her ass. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like Melanie's line here. Something like, everybody knows the real power lies with the vice president or whatever. That made me laugh. <laughs> wow. How does everybody know that? I don't know. I'm like, good to know, good to know. Like, the vice president the year before was Susie Rivera, and she's not even in the fucking school anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have Dor- Doris announcing over the PA that the buses to Borden High are here, and segue to Borden High. I think Dor- Doris is looking mighty sassy this episode, too. She looks pretty dolled up. So Clutch is harassing Paul about how far he's gone with Lucy, um, which the timing seems kind of strange to me. Like, they drove to school together, so probably would have talked about it right after, like, Lucy got out of the car. And I can see, like, maybe Clutch, like, being a jerk and bringing it up before, like, with a bunch of people around or something like that. But they're just, like, alone in the hall randomly, so... Unless they're still talking about it. Oh, <laughs> so really? Possible. No, so seriously, how far did you get? No, really. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again. Yeah. And, and, Specifics. And Paul's like, well, you remember what you were staring at at the car? That's how far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been there every step of the way, Clutch. <laughs> <laughs> he really has. It's a weird yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Surprised you so didn't then- go in the bedroom with him. <laughs> well... With his chips. <laughs> Always with the chips. Um, so, uh, again, we get one of the, the edited scenes here from the American edit, um, where Lucy and the girls um, come out of their class, and they get harassed by some guys because they're only in the ninth grade. One of them and- Bronco, I'm pretty sure. Like, Bronco's all over that scene. He's in the hallway. I just find that kind of amusing. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, they... they uh, they say Paul's in the 11th grade, and that's they think that's why Lucy gets treated nicely. And um, Erica Ooh. mentions that she loves Clutch's body. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney? She Courtney's right. like, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, on the Canadian edit, we cut back in there, and we see the tail end of that conversation where she says, you know, he might have a nice body, but he lacks a good personality. Disagree. Not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lucy sees Paul, and she immediately blows off her friends and the rest of the school day. And LD asks about her game, and uh, Lucy breaks her promise to LD to see her play, saying that she and Paul have made plans, and she can't say no to Paul. Ew. (sighs) I mean, Uh, I, to be honest, I would turn down a Amateur soccer game to hang out with Paul, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a hard choice. Like, especially where Lucy is at right now. It's like she's totally into Paul. So, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to watch my friend play soccer. Mm. (laughs) I mean, realistically, she could have multitasked and saw half the game, like the last half, and then, or, Hey Paul, let's go to the game for like half of it and then go canoodle later or whatever. But <laughs> alas, she's fourteen. She's a big girl. She should know these things. You know that Clutch would never agree to that, right? Like Clutch would be like, "No, we're not going to a stupid soccer game." Yeah, because whatever. Remember minor, the, di- the dynamic here is actually that like Clutch is the one who is the head of this relationship because Paul <laughs> yeah. listens to everything that Clutch says. 
and Lucy listens to everything that Paul says. So if Clutch isn't going to watch some fucking soccer, they're not watching soccer. Nobody's fucking watching soccer. Fuck yeah. I feel like you could maybe convince Clutch to like go watch a bunch of girls run around in shorts. Minor Niners? Yeah. Not I, Minor well, Niners, man. I... These are the, like, again, the... I, I, I ho- sincerely hope this is not how I acted in grade 11. <laughs> is this not like they're not? Uh, have we established like these are the cool grade 11s or are these kind of like the maybe not the coolest of grade 11s? Mm, they throw a party pretty easily. The worst yeah. party. <laughs> like, dude, yes. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but I mean, I, Paul does not look like the coolest grade 11. Clutch looks like a pretty cool grade 11. Because like, he's 80, actually in grade 13. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Wooderson or whatever from Days and Confused. All yeah. right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I really do enjoy how Clutch has a t-shirt that says Clutch on the back of it or a sweatshirt. That's a theme for this sh- Yeah. Yes! Episode, especially, yeah. Definitely. Uh, So, Lucy promises to make it up to everyone and to have a sleepover for them at her place this weekend because her parents will be gone. And uh, the twins seem to come around on this, uh, but LD is not, not happy. No, she's that girl who feels betrayed by, like, everything. Um. I do like how Lucy kind of has to up one up her offer to get like, cause the twins don't smile until I think her third like addition, like we'll have a sleepover. Uh, we'll my parents aren't late. Home. Yeah. And then my we'll watch videos and then they finally get a smile out of the twins. Like, okay. Okay. Videos. Videos. Now. Yeah. We're going to watch fun. dirty we're dancing. Fine. All right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> watch dirty dancing in Greece. All right, uh, so in the cafeteria, everyone is congratulating Nancy on winning the election. We learned that Alex is school treasurer again. He's just so he good was, at it. He was treasurer last year, so probably no one else wanted the job. Not sure. Um, the Luke, 50 bucks go from the car wash. Alex, got so it. Many, so many great ideas. Uh, BLT, um, Luke, Alex, uh, Alexa, I'll congratulate Nancy. Yeah, and uh, Luke, we find out one sports rep. Um, presumably because he is good at sports, as we've previously learned, is the prerequisite. Is he the selling rep. acid rep, too? Or? Yeah, he's the drug dealer rep. <laughs> I think joints in the tampon machine. Listen I'm, just, yep. I'm kind of yeah. wondering yep. how, they, how they restructured the political hierarchy. Like, sports rep was a grade 7 position. I assume treasurer was a grade 7 position. Like, Alex and, and Luke, I think, are in grade 8 Yeah, now? they, they pushed mean, everything is, up. I, because the president's so like in grade the, 9, so they just pushed all the responsibilities So the new grade 7s are just, are just fucked, then. They have no voice. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's true. All right. It's just fucking Dorothy anyways. Who cares? But I, like, Kathleen was able to run for president, so president isn't necessarily a grade 9 position, no. right? Yeah. That I'm assuming they restructured it somehow, but I'm not... 100% clear on what I, I think was. maybe when the grade 9s were staying maybe that's why shifting populations Something. guys shifting population yeah. patterns <laughs> yeah. so that's basically it. what it comes down to explains, explains it all really easily <laughs> so uh, Melanie is also in the cafeteria going over big plans with Kathleen 
Uh, Melanie wants to be on the dance committee to meet boys because she thinks she should have a steady relationship now that she's in grade eight. <laughs> now that they're friends again, she says. Now that we're friends again, Kathleen. And I was trying to remember when they had their, like, a falling out. Because uh, we know they have okay. some, but I don't, I don't remember a specific falling out. Maybe it was just was Kathleen. In, in this ep- episode where Kathleen kind of... Uh, like when she says, "Like you're oversensitive," and maybe she was mad about that, and they weren't friends for that <laughs> three hours or whatever. All right, right. It could be. Or That's... last, remember she turned down Melanie being her campaign manager, so maybe Melanie held a grudge oh. for that. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I think we can all believe that Kathleen was a fucking bitch uh, at some point, and that maybe they were not <laughs> yep. friends for a bit. That's yep. possible. Very I think possible. That's possible. Um, so Kathleen uh, blows Melanie off. And goes to sit with Nancy and literally shoves Alexa out of the way to sit down. Approve. Yeah. Yeah, hey, and, this uh, is presidential talk right here. Alexa. So yeah. And Melanie is pissed that she got blown off. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we uh, cut to Lucy and Paul who are skipping school. They are hanging out at a playground. Yeah. And Lucy is telling Paul about her parents being gone this weekend, and uh, Paul is stoked that they'll have some time alone, finally. <laughs> because they can't do anything at school without Clutch being there as well. <laughs> no. I can't wait to have the place all to ourselves. You, me, Clutch, <laughs> Chips. It's going to be great. Did you guys ever have, like, did you ever have a situation like that where, like, you were... Um, like dating someone who didn't have a car and then they had a friend who had a car. Yeah, in grade so, eight. Like they were always, <laughs> like the person with the car was always there. Um, Winnipeg, no. Winnipeg's pretty easy to get around without a car, so um, I, I think. I mean, right. I lived I lived in Winnipeg when a situation like this happened to me in high school, so... <laughs> It's not so far out of the out of the stretch of uh, the imagination that it could happen in Winnipeg, but um, yeah, I like I, I did date a guy, and he was he was really cute. But he had this friend, and this friend was the one who had the car, and he was just always there. And it was the same kind of shit as like what we see in this episode, where like we would be like making out, and the guy would just be there. Did they call oh. him Jeeves? Like, wa- they like- we'd just be like, wa- we'd watch a movie, and like. Like I, we'd just start. Like I'd start making out with the guy, and the guy would just like be sitting there watching the movie. Like it was like looking back on it and watching this episode, I was just like, "Yeah, that's fucking weird." Like if that, you're the guy, like the guy with the car, like what do you? No, that how happened. Do you get convinced, like yeah, can you go wait in the happened. car, Jeeves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh fairly common, and it, it was always the dude with the car who. Um, didn't have it's a girlfriend. Third, it's the third wheel guy, right? Like, like I, literal yeah. third wheel. wheel. <laughs> third wheels. Yeah. Um, I've had those situations, but it was more like you were too young that like you didn't really, at least from a girl's perspective, want to be alone with the guy. Mm. Um, Cause you weren't sure what, I don't know. So like there would always be a friend hanging around just to make it, but then it did. Yeah. He get uncomfortable when you started kissing and the guy was just standing there. <laughs> staring yeah oh, what are you doing uh high school good times <laughs> uh grade seven yeah this all did not happen in grade seven in my experience by the way well she's, she in, in, grade, 
She's in grade nine, guys. Grade eight, oh, my dad yeah. drove me to all these makeout parties. So he's like, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pick me up a tent. Yep. Okay. Slip, slip him the tongue, son. I mean, he, at least your dad laughed and didn't just sit there. <laughs> yeah, dad didn't came in. No. no. That's not how you do it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Call that a finger bang? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy moly. All right, so Paul and Lucy are, they start making out in the playground, and then Clutch returns with a bunch of chips. Which he calls lunch. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, he, like, you know what, he's not them. wrong. Like, <laughs> No, he's not wrong at all. Like, that, that's common. I, yeah. I, it's been COVID. I've been working here from home for four months. I'm, I'm not too proud to admit that I may have had chips for lunch sometimes. <laughs> For breakfast, let's be breakfast honest. Well. Yeah. I don't know what is is ten o'clock breakfast or lunch. I don't know. <laughs> Time has no meaning. <laughs> so uh, Paul tells Clutch uh, that Lucy's parents will be gone this weekend, and Clutch immediately is like, "All right, party." <laughs> also, like maybe I I don't know when when this is where the show becomes super Canadian because he's like. Oh yeah, party! <laughs> Got the uh, buds out there, man. Like it just—it's like oh, geez. this is why it's so popular in the states because there's like pockets of like heavy Canadian accent that you don't realize you have, and then or maybe you do, and you just hear it when it comes out, and oh yeah, who gets the brewskis and Jono the party animal? <laughs> Like, fuck. Go, we'll go out for a rip, eh? Yeah, the darter of six. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite line of the whole show. Fucking John yeah. the party animal. Yeah. Oh. So Cl- Clutch and Paul pressure Lucy to have a party. Well, Clutch pressures gets- them both. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, Paul gets in on it too. He's just like, come on, Lucy. Uh, Lucy's reluctant, but since Lucy can't say no to Paul. She gives in, mm-hmm. and then uh, Clutch says she can't invite her friends. <laughs> they, <laughs> I love we're not going to have minors there. No, this, Minor this, is where, minors. this is where I get, like, uh, I, this is where I kind of hate these two, because they're like, we don't want any of those. You want to hang out with the big kids. Like, no one in grade 11. <laughs> like, if I'm having that conversation with someone, in grade 11, I would feel pretty terrible about myself. <laughs> like, yeah, come out. We're the big kids over here. It's such weird dialogue. Unless that's like an ad lib by Clutch, which is... Uh, it's so... I, I just find it off-putting. Clutch also... Um, well, Lucy is trying to negotiate this. She's like, can we have the party on Saturday and not Friday? And Clutch is like, we already have a party on Saturday because they're cool, right? They have parties all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, oh, I can't remember. He mentions whose party it is, but yeah. They already got another party. Yeah. I just, like, I, I'm not the most assertive person in the world, but, like, I just can't imagine a scenario where I'd be like, this is okay. <laughs> no! Like, like, <laughs> I'm, like, no, I'm going to marry my fucking friends. This is my fucking house. Like, go fuck yourself, asshole. Like, I seriously, like, and even when I was in grade nine, like, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it just, it just reeks of being so, uh, 
like it's just so not okay like i just uh, i don't know who you have to be to just go along with it the heart um, wants what the heart wants i guess <laughs> so um so anyway clutch is gonna invite the whole world he's gonna yeah. invite faith he's gonna enjoy jono the party animal gonna be wild times i tell you wild times stay up all night party till you drop it's gonna be great <laughs> We're going to rock and roll all night. Party every day. Every day. <laughs> Man, that's a good line, eh? I just came up with that. We are going to play Eddie Money on repeat, and no one's going to tell us to stop. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? When you get into your 20s, that happens as well. There's always that one guy who plays the uh, ironic music. Oh, I'm going to play Hall Notes. Yeah, we're going to play this record on repeat because it's... It's so good, man. Like, it's real good. Good. Hold on. I have to go hold up the bathroom for 45 minutes. <laughs> I would just like, like to say, people. for the record, like G- Holland. G- Allen, what, who, what kind of guy would play Holland Oats at a party? First of all, Holland Oats is not ironically good. They are amazing for reals. <laughs> okay. Your opinion, not mine. <laughs> your, opi- uh, I, I, your opinion, I can't go for that. No can well, do. No, no. <laughs> but I want to meet. Okay. I want to meet the guy who has a blow problem and likes Holland Oats. Like, uh, pretty much everyone who likes Holland Oats. That's um, That's me. Yep, that's Alan. Big old uh, sniffy. Uh, listen to listen to Man Eater while taking bumps. <laughs> okay, so the next day at school, Snake and Joey are discussing replacing Wheels in the band. Um, Joey suggests a female band member. Uh, but not so fast. It's not for any kind of progressive thinking where women are also talented musicians and valuable members of society. No, no. It's because Joey wants her to wear a bikini on stage. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then doesn't Snake say, like, maybe you should wear the bikini on stage or something? <laughs> I don't know if he says that, but I pictured him saying it, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Like, uh just like poking holes in Joey's logic as usual. Snake's like, uh, I'm just as uncomfortable talking to girls as I am talking to wheels. So <laughs> I don't know if that'll work. Yep. And Snake sees wheels coming along and literally just runs away in terror because he doesn't know what to say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I. This, the- here comes Orphan Boy. Got to get out of here. <laughs> It's oh yeah, I'm the dick. I'm the dick, not snake. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was orphan boy before his orphan. Or he's like double stuff. orphan boy. Yeah, he's like orphaned, like with a. I I don't know. Orphan. I don't like making fun of this. It's so sad. Orphaned squared. Yes, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That should um, be a sideshow. <laughs> Orphan squared. Oh my god. Uh, we see Kathleen exchanging pleasantries with Mr. Radish, a friend of the school, and Melanie comes along and invites her to the ballet that night. But Kathleen tells Melanie she can't because she has a big meeting with Nancy, and being vice president is a very important position. Ugh. Again, yeah. the invites to social events are like, I mean, I'm not, I actually, you know what? I probably would go to the ballet. Never mind. Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, Winnipeg? <laughs> has a great ballet. It does, actually. I like, um, that's one of the things I miss about living in Winnipeg is, like, the access to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. It's, like, it's absolutely beautiful. I went to the ballet all the time when I was a kid, and I loved it. 
such a Melanie. Narbos and Broomheads is brought to you by the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Winnipeg. Winnipeg Ballet. We never have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> All our money is going to the police. Support us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Melanie is disappointed and uh, that Kathleen can't go, but she does remind Kathleen about her wanting to be on the dance committee. There's a lot of reminding going on in this episode. Yeah. Remember my game. Remember I want to be on the dance committee. <laughs> Um, I will, I, I noticed that Raditz shows up in his tie and then, uh, right afterwards, Melanie shows up in her tie. Awesome. <laughs> and Melanie's tie is way cooler. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Suck it, Raditz. Your tie, yep. yeah, you lose. Uh, in Mr. Garcia's class, Shane is handing Spike money for Emma, the baby. Aww. Um, and you know that's like $300 based on Degrassi allowance. <laughs> it's not. Like you think, oh, it's 20 bucks. It's like, no, that's $300. <laughs> uh, Shane comments that Spike looks tired, and uh, Spike complains that she can't get any sleep with the baby. And uh, Lucy comes in, and LD excitedly tells her they won the soccer game. They clobbered um, them. Yes. They clobbered them. And BLT uh, confirms that LD scored three goals. I love BLT. Joy St. Jean is there looking on as well. <laughs> and everybody is stoked about the soccer game. Um, Lucy, but- Lucy, sorry. Um, this is Lucy's wearing the yellow shirt that says Lucy on it, right? Sure is. <laughs> okay. With the, so- puff- with the puffy paint. Yeah, I, yeah, smell- yeah. I smell a trend. And Lucy's Lucy's about to. (laughs) LD's got the big pin in her, and Lucy's about to pull it out and deflate her. So Lucy uncomfortably tells LD that they can't sleep over, breaking her promise again. And LD is pissed. She immediately knows what's up. Oh yeah, because of Paul. And uh, Lucy denies it. She lies and says that her mother is sick. Um, And LD seemingly buys the excuse. Oh, she says um, it's because of Paul, we, right? And then, and then when it's yeah, when it's explained more, she she's like, okay, I guess I believe you. I wouldn't. I get. I, I don't think she really does. I, like they all kind of really don't. I yeah, I got that impression too. Um, we then get the musical score in the minor key for drama, and we <laughs> also <laughs> get a little callback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we get a little callback. Um, to uh, the wheel snake plotline of Snake looking at wheels uneasily as they take their seats. Next to each other. And he's like, I can't look at you. It's weird. <laughs> it's a lot of not looking at somebody for entire classes of time. Uh, in the cafeteria, Lucy approaches Spike and asks about what it's like to have sex. Um, Spike says that it was over pretty fast, which we know to be true. Um, from the book, it was like one thrust. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what and, you should have said. Well, one thrust. <laughs> it was like one thrust. Um, and she also says it hurt. And Lucy yeah. asks why she, why she did it then. And Spike says it was because she wanted Shane to like her. And she didn't know how to say stop. And Arlo, I'm very surprised you didn't notice this. And I actually pulled up a picture to verify. But Spike is dressed up like David Bowie in Labyrinth. Is she? Yes, she I is. Actually, I, I, did, I did admire the lace at her collar. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Um, but I didn't, I couldn't make a labyrinth connection. Oh, but, right uh, away. Amazing. I'm like, did David Bowie dress up like that in labyrinth? And then I found photos and I was like, he did. What was his I name? Ne- Jareth? <laughs> yeah. In that yeah, movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's Jareth the Goblin King. Okay, good. I would have needed remember. to see like a shot of her crotch to determine if she was dressed up like David Bowie in the labyrinth. <laughs> oh, I remember. Correct, Courtney. Correct. <laughs> the package yes there is a i actually i i'm part of, i i am a member of a facebook group called david boy's package I <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah i'll invite you okay so perfect yes lucy says that sometimes paul and her go pretty far and sometimes she wants to go further and spike ominously warns sounds like what happened with shane and me Sounds like you're about to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am curious what she means by, like, we're going pretty far. Uh, Um, Do we have to go through it? I I believe the term is heavy petting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I just, when you fast forward to the scene that we haven't got to yet, like... Tom's also said that, you know, we can finally be alone. So presumably, like, they haven't really been alone. So how... With, like clutch yes. in their tire swing, like I don't know. <laughs> tire swing. <laughs> exactly, that was all I'm saying. Is what but I mean, exactly I guess they we done. kind of established with like the the kids in this school, they kind of go from like zero to pregnant. Yeah, zero to pregnant pretty quickly. So <laughs> yes, like one moment it's like making out, and that's pretty far, and then like you know, forget all the other stuff, forget you know, finger play and. Oral <laughs> continue straight to pregnancy, right? I don't know. You That's something they really ignore in this series. Yeah, like where's the salad playing. tossing before they get to the <laughs> big time stuff, right? Where's I agree. the dog in the bathtub? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, nope. Uh, participating in this conversation, but by me probably wise. Is that why you turned yeah. your camera off, James? <laughs> What's happening now? No, my uh, my uh, Skype said poor connection, so uh-huh. I wish it would have happened during this conversation. <laughs> don't be such a prude, James. I'm not a prude. It's I just facts, don't have... James. <laughs> I'm not a big girl yet, so I'm I not ready for this. I also want to change the dress code. <laughs> yeah. Segway, we then see Kathleen, the prude, yes. harassing Nancy about the dress code. Because because but, they have the power to do that. The student right. council. I, I like that Nancy Nancy is kind of like, I think we need to focus. I, I don't think changing the dress code is the right play here. <laughs> well, poor Nancy. Like, she's just trying to enjoy her lunch, right? Like, I, yeah. and like uh, Kathleen has just been relentlessly, like, all of the things that they need to do. Ugh. Uh, Kathleen then starts talking with the dance committee. Um, she says that it should be restricted to ninth graders only because grade eights are way too immature. Oh boy. Yep. Melanie overhears and she is pissed and she goes over to Kathleen and I don't know, Courtney, if you want to <laughs> tell us what she says. I can't even remember it word for word, but it's great. She says, I'd just like to tell you that I think you're right. I'm way too immature to be on the dance committee. <laughs> yes. My impression oh my is, is good. And then it's not as good. She pours milk on Kathleen and says, 
oops, that must be my immaturity shining through. And now, Wonderful. I, I have to say... This is a, this I, is a great Melanie moment. I, I think uh, James will appreciate this. Whenever you pour liquid on somebody, <clears throat> the spot does not work if they don't sell it like a champ. And yeah. so Kathleen makes this scene by being so put off by having this liquid dumped on her. Yeah, she's, yes. like, she's sputtering. Yes. She's, yeah. <clears throat> It's like she's drowning. Like if yeah, it was, if it was really orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> then like next level would be like, then she tries to get up to run away from it and slips on it on the floor and like <laughs> is swimming in it. I'm like, yeah. So we don't get that level, but she's, she takes it up to like a seven with her selling. So yeah, I'm all for it. And I, like, I think it's probably like, I, I think it's supposed to be a glass of milk, but I think whoever dressed the set, I think it's like maybe a little thicker than a glass of milk. Like Almost, I thought it was like a milkshake. Yeah, like it does. It does kind of like it stays on her face longer than normal yeah. milk would, which is great. Yeah. Um, everyone's laughing about it, including Nancy. <laughs> um, presumably, everyone's been victimized by Kathleen in the past, so they have no problem like pointing and laughing. And Melanie won't be done. Well, and uh, Miss Avery rushes in to ask if Kathleen is okay, but like I love how there's no consequence at all <laughs> for Melanie. Like I. You could just pour your lunch all over somebody, and it's fine. Because it's, it's Kathleen, so Miss yeah. Avery's like, mm, she probably no had it coming. No detention, no suspension. It's fine. Just, just assault your fellow students. It's all good. <laughs> but it is funny how Avery shows up when there's milk poured on someone, but nobody shows up when Wheels beats the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're getting, they're getting it out. Like Wheels, you know, it, it's. That's my guess. I don't know. What is or it boys it was, will be boys. No, it was like Radish saw, and he was like, oh, that kid's well, going through a lot. I'm not going to... Oh, and it's Joey? Okay. Yeah. He probably deserves it. That kid needs a bullying. Everyone was just like... All the teachers were just too scared to talk to Wheels. They were just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away. There, there's a secret to breaking up a fight. It's uh, depends on the fight. Like, um, it, it, if they're not hurting... <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. But uh, if there's been tension a brewing between two kids and uh, they're not hurting each other, like say this fight, oh, I don't know, happened in a gym class and uh, they were kind of going at it, but they weren't really hitting each other in the face or anything. And it was just kind of, you kind of let them go for a bit. And then uh, kind of like a hockey fight. And then since both of these kids come up to your like chest, you just take one in each hand and then take them to the office. It's quite a great display of power. Um, <laughs> do you have to do these uh, like practical classes when you go to university for teaching? Uh, I hope not. It's part I of the lab. It's like you bring well, in two tykes to roll around and you got to break it up. The here's, the, here's, <laughs> here's the issue with fights is that you get into like union things. So there's like, you know, if there was a fight, um, you're not supposed to actually use like nonviolent crisis intervention or whatever. But, like, if you broke up a fight and you got hit, then it's, like, an incident workplace. Like, there's a lot of paperwork. So you got to kind of nav try and break it up. So the best thing to do is stand right in front of both people. And usually that this, works. This actually should be a class, though, that you have to yeah, take it should to be. be a teacher. Like, seriously. There, there's two ways of dealing with fights. Um, there's a way I dealt with it, which probably wasn't the right way, but it worked out a-okay. Um, and then there's like the verbal, like you just surprise people. So if they're, you know, there's fight, fight, and you just go, hey, what are you 
good. And then they'll stop for like that split second. That split second. That, that split second. That's like how then, I break up fights between like my dog and my cat. Exactly. And, like, and they both look at you for it's. You got to be on it though. And then usually at that time, once they stop, usually. But I don't know. I haven't broken up too many fights, like three in like seven years. So, um, but yeah, it, it definitely helps when you're bigger than both participants. So I, there must be like a best practices. I can't like there should um, be class. You should teach a physi- class on this. Not physically getting involved is usually, and then if you find a space, then create like more space between the two. By but. It's uh, it's not like a fine science to it. So, um, generally, when it's girls fighting, that those are harder to break up because there's uh, from what I've seen, two girls fighting, it's always like like punching each other really close because they both have each other's hair and just way more violent. Two girls, and one fight, and then they'll <laughs> encourage each other to kill like kill themselves <laughs> later. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's weird because there's very there's a lot of like union stuff involved. So, I mean, if you were to break up a fight and say kids slipped and hit their head on a locker or something, then you'd be liable. So there's a lot of that to consider. Right. Um, so, but there's there's ways and training and stuff you do take uh, for physical restriction. But in that case, normally you don't have to because. Most like ninety percent of the time, I'd say students kind of respect the authority, like respect you enough that they'll stop. But but the surprise tends to work best. Hey, what are you doing? And that that seems to stop at least stop it enough to get another teacher kind of in right, between. Right. So, in my experience, anyway. So, well, James Corba, you're my hero. Yeah. Well. That being said, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so after school, the twins in LD are telling Lucy how bad they feel about her mom being sick. Um, as they leave the school, Clutch drives up with Paul honking the horn again. And they hear Clutch says, All right, let's party. And the girls are all like, Party? And Lucy tries to convince them that they're going to a party later on, but Clutch is like, gotta pick up supplies! Gotta tune up your stereo, Lucy. What's your address again, Lucy? Gonna party all night at Lucy's <laughs> like, place? I can't wait to party at your place, Lucy, where your parents are out of town, and you lied to your friends, and your mom's not really sick. Here we go, party without your friends. Woo! Come on, get in the car! Woo! Yeah. So thanks, Clutch. Um, back inside the school... Um, we got uh, like a strange Mr. Lawrence over the PA system and it made me wonder if I missed an earlier, like if it was like a running gag and I missed an earlier announcement, but it's Mr. Lawrence wondering about the whereabouts of Mr. Jackson or Mr. Thompson and to contact my office immediately if you know of their whereabouts. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Mr. Jackson and Mr. Thompson? Oh, no. Like, what happened? Isn't this a fact that you would know, Arlo? I guess. I mean, I I, I wanted to... Like, I, I didn't notice any announcements earlier in the episode, but I might have to go back and watch it again. But I, I did notice that, and I was just like, what the hell? Um, but Wheels is at his locker. Snake approaches him and finally apologizes for being a jerk and says that he can't deal with what happened and that he's really, really sorry. And <laughs> it's kind of a touching little... 
it is touching and most of it is i just my cynical side was first like yes let's tell get some sympathy from the guy who's just had his parents killed right tell tell the guy whose parents just died that you can't handle it yeah Yeah, he's like this is just too much for me wheels you don't understand like yeah you wouldn't understand (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's fine but like say that to joey when you apologize to your friend who's lost his parents like just apologize but uh, at any rate wheels seems to appreciate it you know says thanks and actually smiles so I mean, cute little moment, um, a little bit touching. Hopefully, things iron out for these two in the future. Yeah, and it'll all work the out. The last one. Stop being a weirdo. <laughs> it all works they out. Do, they do go get some fries, and we know fries means everything's okay. They do not get fries. Uh, <laughs> they don't. Uh, Wheels has to go see his counselor, who Arlo said he doesn't have, but he uh, does. Actually, he's a social, social, social worker, so it's not okay, a counselor. So, again, in my defense, this is a that, that's a cut part of the scene i um, mean it's not a school social worker edit. it's uh and a social worker do social workers will a social worker give counseling or were they just gonna stick yeah, figure I, out how to stick them in a home no i i think there's there's not as much as you get with a counselor who's like dedicated to that but the more i think you in, in social workers i've worked with i guess the more you work with a, a kid then there'd be some but not like explicitly how are you feeling today? It, what is the, there's none of that. No, but there's some, yeah. some kids do take solace in having a consistent social worker and well, someone kids. to talk to, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So in the United States version, wheels has a social worker and the Canadian version. He has no one <laughs> on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Canadian kids. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Universal so we cut to, for yeah, you. yeah, exactly. We, we, <laughs> we cut to Lisa's party. Um, and we see uh, a couple of characters, Faith, who's like a punk, and Nicole, who are chatting on the step. Well, Faith was one of the people that Clutch was excited to invite. I know. Yeah, she's, man. Uh, she's with Jono the party animal. <laughs> Fucking Jono. I um, wonder if Nicole is the same Nicole who was like leading the groups in orientation last week. Oh, probably. There was you know, Nicole. It was so hard to find information on Nicole um, because the, the actress who plays Nicole's name is Stephanie. Um, Stephanie Seymour or something like that and so like if you type in like Nicole the grassy or something like that mm. it just brings up everything from Stephanie K yep oh. um, because the actress who plays Stephanie K's name is also Nicole so like this particular character is very difficult to find information they probably did that on purpose a, I wonder if that's a shot at Stephanie K and they were like, like, in, like in the future there'll be internet and we want to make it impossible for people to <laughs> yeah. look her up but anyway, this character's name is Nicole. Um, Clutch Paul and Dave, who has like an Alan Gates haircut, <laughs> are also So he's sexy as fuck, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was saying. And um, Clutch is again harassing Paul about banging Lucy. Is tonight going to be the night? Um, Clutch also is shouting that he wants the music turned up, um, but Lucy's stressing out, saying that the neighbor's called to complain. And Paul and Lucy start making out on the step, and then they go inside to Lucy's room. This uh, is this is some great editing, and like makes it so uncomfortable because they'll they'll cut to the canoodling, and then cut to like close-ups of Lucy's stuffed animals. Like it just makes it so. Maybe I'm. Uh, yep. I, yeah, it's just like ugh. 
Yeah, you're jumping ahead just a little bit. We do get uh, a scene with Clutch and Dave outside talking about how long Paul's been gone with Lucy. They are singing 99 bottles of beer on uh, the wall. Yeah. That, again, Worst party. Yeah, like yeah. that would never happen. <laughs> never. Never. Um, but of all, would they not both be like trying to get with chicks themselves? Or do they just like talking about their one friend who gets laid uh, if, and then they sing about and they sing stupid songs? If Paul but fucks, we all fuck. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that by proxy. Yeah. If Paul fucks, well, everyone. That, that happened with Shane, too. Like, exactly. Uh, snake and wheels. Yeah. 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 Um, but we also established that they've been in there about half an hour. Um, so fr- they've gone from like zero to like super drunk <laughs> singing 99 bottles of beer in like half an hour. Also, though, if it's been half an hour and then you cut to the room and you see at what point they're at in the room, it's like, well, at least there's a lot of like foreplay. <laughs> Yeah, fully clothed. So mm-hmm. Both of them are fully dressed. How much foreplay can you be getting in on? Well, they're going pretty far, you know. Yeah. So Nicole, who's still out on the step, points out uh, how big they're all talking. And she says, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin. Or else there'd be something wrong with you, right? So zing! Yeah, and, roasted. Uh, Faith also laughs. Yeah. Good so time. inside in Lucy's room, um, as James was saying, um, Lucy and Paul are making out, but the camera is panning over all of the juvenile stuff in her room. Even like her like and poster, poster on her door, like yeah, my yeah. Ro- my room. Everything to remind us that she is a child. Yes. Um, so Lucy tells Paul to stop, and Paul basically uses every line that they warn you about May in I? sex. May I? You may. Please, please. I thought you liked me. Then prove it. Don't, be, <laughs> don't be so special. You're way too comfortable at saying these lines, Alan. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever used these lines. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really yeah, sad. <laughs> but I want to. Everyone else is doing it. What's yeah. the big deal? It's um, going to be terrible. <laughs> It'll be over before you know it. <laughs> I went. I was trying to find a site that had like what are all the classic lines that, that guys use. Instead, I found lovepanky.com, which is just <laughs> ten sneaky techniques guys use to get in your pants. Ew. Uh, would you like this? Would you? Would you like some? Would you like me to tell you our secrets, ladies? Please. Oh, God. He'll promise you love and maybe even a relationship. He'll convince oh. you that he's really good in bed. He'll make it seem like sleeping with him is a privilege. This one's in uh, quotation marks. I promise we'll just hang out. Uh, He he tries to get you tipsy. Here's another one. I've never met anyone like you and other forms of flattery. He'll shoot down your (laughs) self-esteem. He'll linger around you when you're heartbroken. At first, I thought that word was finger, so I'm glad... (laughs) Number nine, he'll exert a ton of effort on you and then ask for something in return. And number ten, he'll threaten to break up with you. That's terrible. Oh my god, that's amazing. Now you all know. You're welcome. Wow. Internet world. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, female specific to be pressured into sex. Um, I got pressure all the time. I get it. Yeah, I mean, yep. Uh, yeah, of course, non-stop. obviously. Uh, but I, I will ask Courtney, like, have you ever had a guy 
like pressure you in this way? Um, not in <laughs> like just how obvious they portray it in the show. No, I've never had someone like threaten any of that shit. No. Have you had someone get pissed when you said no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's it sucks, but fuck, whatever. Yeah, I've never, like, had a problem saying no, but um, I, I, like, <laughs> usually people are pretty, like, dudes are pretty understanding in, like, in their defense, you know. Are, are guys I, in their, uh, like, mid-30s using these things? Like, oh, everyone's doing this. <laughs> you know, like, uh, or is there, there must be dudes who go to, what's that site called? Lovebanky.com? <laughs> and just being like, well, these are these are great techniques for anyone without a conscience or soul or anything. I mean, like, I mean, don't... I I think the older you get, like it's there's more, like it's a little bit more like, come on, it'll be fun kind of thing. I, like I, there is still like a coercion. Um, there are still coercion tactics. They're maybe not as obvious as this. No. Yeah, like I'm not saying this in a flattering way, but your your technique gets a little bit more sophisticated. I feel as you age. <laughs> oh, I'm going um, to send this text message at 2.30 in the morning. So. <laughs> yeah, I, like, so. I, I, I do remember when I was in my fuck? early 20s, I did go on a date with a guy, <laughs> and like he was trying to like coerce me into sex, and I was just like, yeah, no, I don't feel right about it. You know, like we're, you know, we don't know each other that, that well, and he got pissed about it, and we never went out again. So, mm. like, it does happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it definitely happens. Um, I'm sure it happens uh, way more than we think. Oh, I would think but, so. Like, I mean, I, usually guys are pretty nice about it, honestly, and are pretty respectful. But like, well, let's ask, let's happen. ask, the, let's ask the two men that we have here. <laughs> I just um, no one ever says no to me, so I don't I haven't been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you ask everyone, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, it it if. I, I'd have to go back like a significant like nine years, but I, I never and this uh, like never ever had expectations for sex at all because it was just like if you get any higher expectations and it doesn't happen you're like oh well that kind of sucks. I thought that inviting someone over to listen to records is a sure thing, but uh, it uh, you know I um when I was. When I was younger, I was just kind of like yesterday. <laughs> okay, fine. So back in the day, not yeah, not last week. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I I never really broached the subject with people because I didn't think that people would be interested. So it just never really came up when I was kind of more awkward. Um, now that I'm more self assured, um, I uh, the big thing for me is just uninterested people don't do it for me. So yeah. I wouldn't find myself in that situation because I'm immediately, you know, <sighs> as, soon yeah. as, as soon as there's no interest there. Yeah, it should be a fuck yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it, yeah. Should, it should be a no, right? Yeah. By the way, yeah. that, that the whistle of mine was my boner deflating in case <laughs> you all didn't know. I'm just going to gonna clarify for everybody. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. Um, Here's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> what are those instruments called? Like a, a slide oh. whistle. I mean, a slide whistle. Slide whistle, yeah. All right. So, uh, Lucy, 
does rightly get pissed at Paul because he won't let up, and she forcefully says, like, I said no. And Paul is a fucking dick about it, and is just like, forget it. And in my m- mind, like, Lucy dodged a bullet here. Oh, um, God. But 100%. At, at the time, she cries in her room um, and curls up in the fetal position. <laughs> By her dolls. Thing. It's a really yeah, lovely scene. And uh, we hear police sirens uh, in the background, presumably coming to break up the party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that she can say no in this, like, obviously very serious uh, situation, but she can't. Um, say no to um, Clutch when he says he can't invite her friends. I mean, if Clutch was in the room with them... That's what I'm saying. Probably That's convi- what I'm you know? saying. Paul doesn't exactly. have the powers without Clutch. Um, so the next day at school, the twins and LD um, are angry that Lucy has lied to them, and uh, she, they say that she's changed because she's been hanging out with Paul, and everyone is pissed. And um, Lucy comes up, and the twins are disgusted and they leave and uh, Lucy is apologetic to LD tries to talk to her um, she begs her not to be mad and promises to make it up to her of course her promises don't mean that much because she's broken so many of them yeah even her apology like she's she got busted so she has to she was planning on lying or continuing the lie it's just yes. that her stupid lie didn't hold up so fuck your apology we find out that the cops broke up the party um, and Lucy's parents aren't talking to her, and, you know, she did doesn't... They, did they ever? <laughs> um, and she just doesn't think that Paul likes her anymore. And uh, LD says, sure, you both got what you wanted. <laughs> and then she says, everyone knows you and Paul did it. Everybody. Dun, dun, dun. And Lucy is aghast. Lucy and Paul did it. Lucy and Paul did it. Lucy and Paul did it. And she's a big girl now. She's a big girl now. I actually haven't seen. Um, I haven't like watched the following episodes anytime recently. So I like. I don't recall there being any like reputation damage particularly. Oh, yeah. There is. Lucy, they do follow up on okay? it. Though obviously, okay, like, Paul. Doesn't Paul like try to apologize and or something? If they, I remember correctly, she had. Yeah, I know. At, at one point, I mean, spoiler alert for a few episodes down the road, Lucy actually pulls Paul over to her friends and makes him say that they didn't do it. Okay, right, right, yeah. right, right. Now, okay. a spoiler or not a spoiler, a teaser for next fucking episode, which I'm so looking forward to. It's, it's like for for the next episode when you see what happens, it's like this episode fucking didn't exist. So uh, it. Oh, like this, this okay. Next... Wait, wait. <laughs> Before wait we get for it. angry, <laughs> hold the rage. Hold the rage. It's all coming. Listen next week, I... everybody. It's gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> so this episode, uh, final thoughts. Um, did they get it right? How does it hold up thirty years later? Um, I, I really like the the continuity. They finally get it right in this season, and I think this is why my it's my favorite season. Not to say there aren't some dud episodes, but um, just with the wheels storyline, like normally they have like a kooky side plot, but it's it's the wheels is the the side plot and Snake's like inability to deal with his own insecurities and dealing with it. I I don't know. I just feel terrible for Wheels, and um, I guess Kathleen getting a milkshake on her head is kind of funny, but. I think they get it right because Lucy actually took an informed survey of like 
you know, talk. Oh, I'm going to talk to the person who I know has had sex, Spike. And then said, like, what was it like? And then, you know, I think maybe those words kind of hit Lucy because she says no, I guess. So I don't know. I, I think they got it right for the most part. Um, yeah. That, uh, I don't. The plots? I, I'm not a fan um, of Paul. So, <laughs> like. <laughs> I just—it's not even be the character. Just, like, just uh, it just doesn't do anything for me. So, any episodes with this storyline, I don't know. They don't do it for me like other episodes, but it was fine. Like, it feels—it doesn't feel. I mean, the party and the way they talk about their friends and how they're behaving, like Clutch singing out front with his buddy—that's all super unrealistic. But I'd say the scenario with Lucy and Paul is pretty typical. And like, I think like with the the different plots and whatnot, that's interesting for this season. Um, like we kind of have the overarching plot that yeah. is advancing with each episode. So that's like the wheels, parents death plot, which is probably going to play a role um, throughout the season. And then you sort of have like the major plot of this episode specifically, yeah. which follows Lucy. And then you also get like your little side plot, which again is just like a one, a one off of, you know, Kathleen getting milk poured over her head. So it's a little bit less maybe formulaic. Um, Because you do have that overarching seasonal plot as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm kind of split. I I really like the Wheels subplot. I think Wheels does an awesome job um, just in this role. Uh, He's fantastic. I think Joey's great in how he's supportive of him. I think they've got Snake's role wrong just in how (laughs) weird they felt uh, it to, like you know, get the point across that he's uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but then that, that behavior sticks with him, right? Like he, like Alan, I think it was, you joked about like, or was it James, like how uncomfortable he is with girls too. So, I mean, it, it, it is, it, it, it does follow his, his character. Um, the Lucy thing was pretty much, yeah. I mean, I get that. I get the idea, right? I think the message that they wanted to portray came across like, um, you don't need to have sex if you don't want to. And it was a little bit cheesy, but uh, I think obviously the point got across. And it's the just whole... like having, having agency over your own body, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's um, a really important message for young women. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think Spike could have had a bigger role maybe instead of just stopping at saying it hurt and it was fast. She could have been like, if I could do it again, I wouldn't or something. But that's just a minor thing. Um, yeah, so it was okay. Uh, Lucy's jacket is amazing in this episode. Um, it's always my favorite. Oh yeah, the like wears. the marching the my, band jacket, marching yeah. black parade, my chemical romance. Type. Yes. Uh, oh, Ted's gonna so, love you for sure. So ahead of her time, she yeah. was. Yeah, I I love that jacket. And yeah, I know. Did she right. steal it? <laughs> That'd be pretty hard to I steal. Mean, I'd be pro- impressed probably. if she did. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this week's episode. Um, you don't want to miss next episode. Uh, don't, you don't want to watch next week's episode, but you can <laughs> oh listen to our God. podcast. And, it is uh, the only Christmas episode of Degrassi, I think, that we're going to get. And let me tell uh, you, Alan is so mad about this episode. Uh, he was so mad, he couldn't even wait and message me and Courtney immediately after he watched it. To just tell Alan, us how mad spoiler alert, the end of my notes read this. Fuck them, fuck Dorothy, <laughs> fuck Christmas. Alan, <laughs> Alan, did you do did you do the the edit that we suggested? Where I you, may have. 
Oh, oh, wow. you'll, just, you'll, you'll just have to wait and find out. Oh my God. Um, I, I personally can't wait. Um, Remember that so... time we talked about the leaking? Uh-huh. <laughs> just you wait. All right, I had to so do something. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with all you listeners next week. Um, can't wait. My name is Arlo. You can follow me on my poorly updated Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And I am Courtney... Follow me if you want on Instagram at Courtney.1293. More importantly, check out our podcast account at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. We're up to 50 followers. Woo woo. Um, I'm James. You can follow me on TikTok on Snacks oh, on God. Snacks on Snacks. <laughs> I really um, meant to bring that up. What um, the fuck? Which is uh, snack one minute snack reviews with myself and Two of my friends, uh, Sheena and Stefan, of the Thick and Sweaty podcast, in which we, we just review snacks. So um, I've done two so in, far. In scary fucking voices. Yes, because you can do all sorts of filters and those things. Uh, I, love I don't Doritos. know. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to continue, but for the Jesus, time being. Jesus, I hope not. Uh, that might continue. You um, could buy I'm just, these at Costco. <laughs> yeah. The one in vagina has COVID. <laughs> Sounds like the black scorpion, uh, Alan. It's terrifying. Take my mask off. Woo! <laughs> it's the black scorpion, and I will destroy you. <laughs> it was not the champion. That was Ole Anderson, everybody. Just so you know. The shit. Yeah. Uh, um, my. My Twitter and Instagram are slip with five eyes or slip. And we're also on Twitter at Narbo's podcast where our, uh, I think our followers list is above 60 now. So can we get to 69? Can we get there? Yes. What your top five, uh, Degrassi characters are. And, um, we're doing top five inanimate objects. Yeah. That That was my idea. I think that'll be a really good one. Yeah. I'll pick the shields condom. (laughs) yes you will so uh we'll uh, catch you next time everyone peace next episode of shit i just said i'll show you my love i would never do my homework i would stay up late and dream about I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got makeup Don't you get to call my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so cool I would crazy at the school Yeah, oh